0: Um, are we are going to be starting a new series today. We're going to be walking through the fruit of the Spirit. Um, So our passage for the fruit of the Spirit that will be in between now and Easter is going to be from Galatians chapter 5. This is going to be an intro week. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm going to give a little intro on the fruit of the Spirit, and then we're going to go fruit by fruit. And Erin has not told me what the, the sermon series name is, and I told her she had, hold on, let me check my phone real quick. She had until, no, she has not gotten in touch with me, so I get to name the series. It's going to be called Fruity. So if you will, if you're physically able, I want to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. It is not going to be on the screen, uh, so you can, you can pull open your Bible if you have a hard copy or open your phone if you have an app for it. Uh, it's not going to be on the screen. We're going to be reading from Galatians Chapter 5, I'm going to be reading verses, starting with verse 16 from Galatians chapter 5. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not able to do whatever you want. But if you were led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So here's the good news. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is... No law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep and step with the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. This is, so this is what I want to do uh, with our, t- our, our teaching time. I want to I wanna teach a little, uh, just like on the text, and then I actually want to just do some very practical equipping. Um, and this is sort of like the big idea that I, wanna, um, that I, that I want to push on today um, is that every day you can acti- activate the Holy Spirit in you. Every single day, you can activate the Holy Spirit in you. This is, like, this is the like, s- essential piece of what Paul thinks, that if you are found in Jesus Christ, you have been raised from death to life. And if you are alive, that means that the Holy Spirit is in you, and every day... That spirit can be activated, and the invitation is that you would get to live in step with the spirit. So what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about why that activation is important. That's like part one, and then I want to be like, how do you do it? Every day, how do you do that? So I don't want to answer primarily today a what question or a why question. Today, what I really want to press on is a how question. How do we do this? Um, and I'm not going to, like, we could talk about that till kingdom come, that how. So I want to give one thing that I think every single person can do that I think might be a new thought. Um, and, and the thing that I, w- I want to start with on, like, this, acti- this idea of, like, activation of the Holy Spirit in you um, is that there are a couple metaphors that I want to use today. The first is this. Um, when a hurricane wipes through, like, a coastal town, what are some of the effects of that hurricane? flooding. Yes, so flooding. What else? Death, okay? That is a big one. Yes, death. What else? I'm really property loss. Destruction. Yep. What? Trees are down. Yeah. What else? Displaced people. Loss of power. Give me, let's go for three more. Roads are blocked. Two more. What? Wind. Wind. One more. No transportation. These are all the effects of a hurricane, right? What, what these things do, whether we're talking about flooding or death or destruction, loss of transportation, loss of power, all these things, what these things are are traces that a hurricane was there. What Paul is saying very simply is this. When the spirit is at work, it leaves traces. Traces. It leaves traces, and the way that you know that the Spirit has been at work is that there are things that you can see that are at work that you can point to, and it looks like the traces of like a hurricane Spirit is love, and joy, and peace, and and, and the nine fruits of the Spirit that we're going to be talking about. The the thing that we, we have to keep pushing ourselves up against is this. And I talked about this two weeks ago. We have to reject this idea of checklist Christianity. So we talked a couple weeks ago about like, there are these lists, and we just read a, a, a list where it's like, these are all these bad things that we call sin, don't do those. And so what we do is we make the whole of our faith about learning not to do stuff, rather than saying the reason that we say no to some things are because we have said yes to one big thing, Right? And the thing that we can do ever so subtly is to look at a list like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. And we can say, like, I'm not doing enough. I need to be more loving. I need to be more patient. I need to be more faithful. I need to be more self-control. I need to be, I need to be, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing. And, like, and suddenly we've taken a good list and we flipped it again. And we said, look at all the ways I'm not measuring up. And we missed the point. The point wasn't, look at all the things, you're not doing it, try harder. The point was, you need more of the Spirit in your life. Because if you have more of the Spirit, the Spirit leaves traces. And the trace of the Holy Spirit in your life looks like love and joy and peace and patience. Does that make sense? That's a a very important thing. It doesn't mean that we don't look at our life and think, man, I wish there was more love present. But the way to produce more God-like love in your life is not to try harder. It's to have a more spirit-saturated life. It's to draw closer to the spirit, and as that relationship grows, it produces fruit. The way that we get the fruit of the spirit is not to work for more fruit. It's to look at the root. And the root of the fruit of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. It's a magical tree because it produces nine different kinds of fruit on one single tree. It's a magic tree. And what we have to attend to is not like, man, I'm really upset there isn't more apricots or kumquats or apples or grapes or mangoes, which you cannot get on a budget, and like all these other things. It's to say like, no, 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 I want... I want more of the Holy Spirit because that's the treasure life with Christ, life with God and His Spirit. And the product of being in that deep, abiding relationship is evidence of the fruit that you are in a life with God. We can take something that is the gift and make it a curse. Like, and we just do, like, this is just what we do over and over and over again. The gift is you get to be with life in the spirit. The curse is, look at all the ways you're not adding up to life in the spirit. Try harder. And if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your work, if your effort was good enough, you wouldn't have needed Jesus in the first place. Right? And so what I want to do is I want to say uh, the last thing before we kind of talk about, like, this practical piece. The, the one of, one of the things that's really interesting about humans is that we all have an original trace of God in us. So that's sometimes called the divine spark. And the, the way to think through this is, it's not as if like you have to be a Christian or you have never loved before, right? Like It's like you can never have experienced patience before. You can never have experienced goodness before unless you're a Christian. That's not true. Because you have the divine spark in you, a trace of the original image of God himself that we see at the beginning of the story. Eden. because there are traces of God in you, you're made in his image, you can experience, you can receive and give love. You can and receive patience. You can and get, like, you can do those things. But here's the thing, like, they are always going to be limited. And what we want is the supernatural experience the giving and the receiving of love, the supernatural giving and receiving of patience, the supernatural, the thing that cannot be human. It can't, no one loves like that. No one has that kind of peace. No one has that kind of patience. Only Jesus had that. And because I'm found in him, now I have access to a life and access to traces of his spirit that I could not, that cannot be explained apart from that. Does that make sense? That's good. I'm glad it makes sense. Or the rest of this is not going to make sense. All right. Um, So I want to, I want to, like, because we're going to spend time talking about love, and we're going to do a week on love. That's next week. And then we're going to, we're going to build on that. So I'm not trying to do everything in one week. But what I want to, what I want to say is, if, if the root of all of this is life in the spirit, and so Paul, Paul says in this passage, so I say, live by the spirit. He talks about keeping in step with the Spirit. The thing that I want to I, I address is that we are very um, all-in or all-out people. Uh, and so if I wake up, and, I, and let's say I have this ideal time of what like, that first amount of time looks like in the morning, and it goes well. Um, and I find that I have the, the mental, the physical... The emotional and the spiritual energy to sit down and have a good amount of time with the Lord. Um, well, that's good news because 99 times out of 100, that is not what my morning looks like. Like 99 times out of 100, I'm tired or I'm frustrated about something that happened the day before, or I find that, like, my kid did something and it's not going so well that morning, or, 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 like, what we have in our mind is like this perfect thing of what life with God could look like in the morning, or at night, or at lunch, or whenever it is that you do it. And when that doesn't create itself or present itself, what we usually do is we're like, well, if I can't do the purest version of that, I'm going to do none of that. That's a problem. It's a problem. I mean... Uh, because that's not the way that Jesus operates with us, and that's good news, but we, we don't have to operate like that with him either. Um, and so there's, a, there's this metaphor that I've been working on around this idea. Um, what is this? This is a sponge. So I want you to imagine this sponge, it's, it, this is the picture of like a fully flourishing person who is living life in the spirit. So this sponge is doing all the nine things because of like what the spirit is doing inside of it. The thing that happens with sponges though, is like, when you, when, when it's doing what sponges are created to do, it does create gunk. Like it catches it. And then it like, it gets food in it. It gets all the oil and other stuff. I don't know, whatever. Um, and when it's wet and then it dries and has all this stuff in it, what happens to the sponge? It gets very hard, very quick. And it can feel like it is a piece of brick in your hand. Now, the way to get a sponge to go from like very, very hard and very scrunched up to like all the way open again, all the way available, all the way able to do the things that it was created to do is not to take a power hose and to spray it as hard as possible. The thing that you do with a sponge is that you you sit it at the base of your sink and you just barely open the faucet. And you let one water drop hit it, and it, it, it opens it up just a little. And then you let another water drop hit it, and it opens up just a little. And you let another. And over time, the way that you take a sponge from being this very, very hard thing to opened up again to what it's supposed to be is one little water drop at a time. I think the, the way that some of us operate with the Holy Spirit is that there are times, and it can feel often, where we feel distant from the Lord, where we feel hard from the Lord. We read at the beginning of this uh, the, the passage, this, uh, at the, the beginning of the service from Hebrews 4, um, it talks about like, how oftentimes like, our hearts can grow hard. like Our ears can grow like we can't hear what God is saying. We can't see what God is doing. We can't feel his presence. And we feel like this sponge that is completely hard, in relation to whatever it is that God is doing. And what we oftentimes do, our response to that is like, what I need to do is I need to jump into the deepest end of the pool. It, it, it would be the equivalent of like, I haven't run a marathon or I haven't run ever. And I, 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 you know what? I feel like today's the day to run a marathon. So I'm going to put on my shoes and I'm going to start running. That would be problematic it would be a little bit like taking a fire hose, aiming it at a sponge, and being like, go back to normal. What, what we actually need is to develop these things that I call water drop rhythms, which is we need something that we can do that regardless of the day that you have, within a five to ten minute period, it connects you to the heart of the Father. And this is the thing. I, so so there's, this, there's this book that's been around for a very long time. It is called the five love languages. Um, and so the, the, the idea is this, that like we all give and receive love in different ways. And the way that we communicate love is not just with the words that we say, but the ways that we function, right? And so you can have words of affirmation as one, physical touch as one, works, acts of service as one, quality time as one, gifts as a, there we go, thank you, five. Now my wife has the exact opposite of my five. Um, So like in terms of like the rank, like the ones that is most important to me is at her bottom and the ones that are most important to her at mine, right? And so you can imagine like when you're first in a relationship or first married, that could create some, I don't know, like tension. (laughs) And if you've ever been around Elizabeth and I, you might have experienced said tension. (laughs) I love my wife. Um, and, And one of the things that like we had to learn to do was to learn the other person's, like we had to learn something that was very foreign to us. So for me, like, I just I don't like to be touched. It's just like, where's where's Aishi is usually here, Toy is here. And like they know like I'm feeling particularly warm towards them or like I'm very thankful for them, something like if I give them a hug. And it's just not my I don't like to be touched. It's just like I don't, it's just not it's not for me, but that's fine. My wife, however, like way up there on physical touch and way up there on words of affirmation. I don't need you to tell me that you love me that much or, tell, or I just don't need those things and I don't need you to touch me. Um, but for her, and, and so like, because I, I don't need those things, it also means I don't usually give those things, right? And, and so I think we, we there might be an intuitive, like we kind of get that, right? The problem with this, that this is how human relationships work, is that we might think that that's how it works with God too. And it doesn't. It doesn't. So we think there are certain certain things that we can do, these spiritual habits. And what we oftentimes do is we find the hardest ones. And those are the ones we go to first. As if there are spiritual gold stars that we get for doing these first. And this is what I want to tell you. When we think about this water drop rhythm, what I want you to imagine in your mind is like if you if you only had 5 or 10 minutes in the worst day of your life to spend with the Lord, what is the easiest way for you to connect not the hardest? There are all of these cultural oughts and shoulds when it comes to Christianity. There are some habits and disciplines that what we do is we say, like, those are, the, those are for, like, the most spiritual people. And then there are other ones that are like, I mean, if you're a wimp, you could do that. It does, like, it is, what is the one, the thing that you can do that for whatever reason, it gets you to the heart of God the fastest? I'll give you an example of, like, what this is like. I, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm proud of this. I'm just saying it's what it is. Like, I really like the movie Braveheart. Thank you. There we go. And there is something about, like, I don't have to have seen any of the movie. But if you put me halfway through, and he is giving that speech, I'm there. Like, <laughs> I'm tingly. I'm jumping up and down. And I'm like, I will follow you, William Wallace. Like, I'm on the battlefield with you. I will follow this man into the breach, you know? I don't I don't need to have seen the movie. I don't need to have done anything else. Like give me 30 seconds hearing that speech, I'm there. There are things like that in your life that will connect you to the heart of the Father that fast. What are those things? Because what we do is we cultivate a Christian life with the spirit that is based on the best version of our day and not the worst version of our day. And if you do not know what the worst version of your day is and then creating a water drop rhythm for that, you're in some trouble. And I don't mean like God doesn't love you. I mean like you don't have to live that way you can have a life that is saturated with the spirit and it can be the worst day after the worst day after the worst day after the worst day with no time and no time and no time and still be connected to the heart of the father where you can look back on your day and you can think, I see traces of the hurricane all around me. I see love and joy and peace that is beyond what the day should have been or beyond what it could have been, but is only evidence that Jesus was at work through me. Does that make sense? Like the, the way that we, we I think we increasingly need to think is that when we when we are connecting with the Father, when we're connecting with the heart of God, whether that's like the very first thing we do in the morning or whatever it is, it is it is as if we are making a call. We're we're picking up a, a phone and we are calling the Lord. And and sometimes I think like if we have these times of prayer, times in scripture, times in worship, or whatever, when when we're alone at, at the beginning of the day, that it's like and then we, we hit in call, and then that's it, right? That's it. I, I think the, the metaphor to think is actually this. When, whatever it is that you do to connect with the Lord, you're, you're calling, and when that time comes to end, whether it is five minutes or 10 minutes or 50 minutes or however long you have, you're switching to speakerphone. And the rest of the day, the rest of the day, like, you are in an ongoing conversation with the Lord. Where any time, any time, it's like, hey, Jesus, what do you think about that? What, what, like, it's not like you were like, oh, I need to go pray now. Like, you never stop praying. You never stop connecting with the Spirit. Like, the call didn't end. The call ends when you go to sleep. And even, like, this is the, this is the, like, the crazy mystical thing, too. It doesn't even end there. Like, because the Lord all throughout scripture, what does he do? He's speaking in dreams. Like, that is how great the, the, the Lord's love is for you, that even when you are sleeping, he is working in you and through you. So the, the thing that, that I would greatly encourage you to do, um, whether that is in like conversations in your house churches, conversations with um, friends, roommates, spouses, whatever, is to really think through like, do, like, do an audit of your spiritual life over the last five years, the last ten years. Like, what are the things that connect me very quickly? For me, that is, like, I have, I'll just, I'll just say what it is that I do. Um, I have a, um, a playlist that I've developed. Because for whatever reason, like, worship through music is something that just, like, zooms me straight in. I'm William Wallace on the battlefield. Um, and there are a couple of songs that it's just, like, I feel, like, teleport me into the throne room of heaven, like, like, boom, I'm there. And so I've got a playlist where like, I have that. And I, and I turn that on. And then like what I do is I, I will select one verse, um, usually a Psalm that really connects with like where I'm at as I, as like in my conscious mind there. Um, and I'll just write that verse down and I'll just spend five or 10 minutes just meditating on that. And I'm usually walking around for me. Like I like to walk around, like that could be a walk, Or that can be pacing in the basement. To be honest, it's usually pacing in the basement. I like climate-controlled places. You you hear that, Toya? Yeah. I also like to throw darts at the... I don't know. I'm very... It doesn't matter. Um, But for me, like, I have a a whole, like, 60-minute thing that I like to do. But sometimes life just doesn't allow me to do that. And so I don't want to be put in a position where I'm looking at my life and thinking... Like, I, I just chose to live by my own strength today. And I think that because, of our, because we, are, we are creatures of habit, um, we, we all, in, like, in our humanists have these habits that say, like I'm all in or I'm all out. And I, and I, I want to just say to you today, like, the invitation to activate the Holy Spirit in your life every day is to break that habit. It's to break it. And uh, what would happen if we broke that together? Like, what would... Like, Yes, the breakthrough that would happen in your life, but what would the collective breakthrough of this place and this people and this family be if we actually saw like the traces over and over and over and over of those nine fruity things that we're going to be looking at? Does that sound good? My, my hope for, for you is that like, this is the beginning of a conversation um, with, with the people that you're close to, maybe the spiritual families that you're a part of here at East End or in other places, um, and that you would hopefully just be encouraged that like, whether you do this or not, God is at work. Whether you are sleeping or awake, God is at work. Please, 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 please do not live your life in such a way that it's just one long checklist. You will be exhausted. You will never add up. And it's missing the point of freedom in Jesus. I want to invite the, uh, the, our worship team to come up. Uh, we We often have times where we in, in our response time we 're praying for folks um, so if uh, we have any elders or uh, prayer teams that want to go to the walls um, we 're just going to have a time where we we respond and um, I want to invite you specifically like if you feel like hey there 's this i am I am the sponge, and it feels particularly hard and gunky right now uh, I want to invite you to just go and get some prayer um, you can also just come up here in our, our makeshift altar um, and just spend some time on your knees praying with the Lord there, acting that, again, the thing we're asking is that, there's this thing inside of me, I want you to activate it, Lord. It's already there. Would you, would, you, would the flame of that burn brighter in our, in our spirits, wherever it is that you're at? Um, so we're, we're gonna do that, there's, we're not in a rush, there's nowhere that we're, we're trying to get to particularly quickly. I mean, at some point we're going to pick up kids, but um, just want to create a space for us to respond to what it is that the Lord is doing. So I'm going to pray and then I will hand it back to our worship team. So Lord, we thank you that you came to give life and life to the full. And so Lord, we actually, we want to repent of the ways in which we have had, uh, we've committed ourselves to a half-life version, uh, a, a life that is uh, a smidge better than life was before you. Lord, we want we want life that is beyond what we could hope or dream or imagine. We believe that that is what you came to give us, and that can only happen through life in your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, may we be a changed people, not because of a sermon. Uh, but because th- there is something that, we, that is broken in us as a people uh, when, we, when we give ourselves to something as simple as like a water drop rhythm. So Lord, we trust that you're going to do something with this word tonight. And Lord, we, we pray that in a year, that there would be such deep traces of these nine fruits that we would look and we'd be like, clearly the spirit was at work in this people, in this place, in this time. It's in the strong name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Great Uh, day. Would you clap your hands for the worship band? Amen. Would you do that? Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Jessica started us out with an amazing call to worship. Just speaking to the world that, uh, I, I just say you young people are up against today. And it, uh, it humbles me to, uh, around you all um, so thank you for choosing that Jesus is actually who he says he was and is then Doug helped us today as I'm really excited about this next series. I really was, clap your hands if you've enjoyed the supremacy of Christ. Has that been, that's, 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 that's been amazing. But the root of all of this is life in the spirit. And that tree is already inside of you. It already It's producing the fruit. So our challenge is, will we allow that tree to do what it's already wanting to do? I've been young and now I say I'm old because I'm older than most of you all. And I'm going to tell you this Jesus is real. The fruit of the spirit is real. Living every day, deciding today I'm going to allow the spirit to guide me, to direct me. Doug's giving us a good tip to get free from our checklist Christianity. But to be free from checklist Christianity requires that we lean into the spirit like never before. So my prayer for you is this: Walk in the Spirit. <laughs> Please walk in the Spirit. Will you stand? <clears throat> just just a little bit, of, however y'all want to do it. Just a little bit, and when y'all finish, we're finished. Okay? There is. Better is one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better is one day. Than a thousand. Than thousands elsewhere. Than a thousand, yeah. Better is one. Just one day. day. Better, is one Just day. One day.
0: Better is one. Just one day. day. Better
1: is one. But a whole thousand. Day. A thousand of
0: thousands them elsewhere. Better is. Better is. than thousands elsewhere. Sing, better is one day, day better is one day. We wanna be near you, Lord. Than thousands thousands elsewhere. elsewhere. It's one day in your courts. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts. Than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your house, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your
1: course than thousands elsewhere. Amen. God bless you. Jesus love you. And we need your help with the chairs, baby. Help us with the chairs. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day.